with Denise Shapanda and Tony Dino. Well, Gata, Gata, Maraganana, Shala, Pala, Nunca Dunkanana. Damn it! Get me a phone! I can't believe I'm about to do this. Now would probably be a good time to look for other employment options. So here it is, episode four of Firing Blanks, uh, with myself, Tony Vino. And myself, Deliso Chipotle. Now, we're going to do something different on this one, uh, in that um, we've, we've had an incident, myself and Deliso, which we were going to look at um, a different word. But today, obviously Firing Blanks, we fill in the word blank with... You know, an adjective, so we've got today's violence. We were going to do something else, but we're going to do violence because we had a violent incident. Ourselves. <laughs> now, me and Lisa haven't fallen out, have we, man? No, no, no. <laughs> there is no black eye <laughs> on Tony's face because we, we tussled. We, we got into a scrap. <laughs> but, but we did. We almost were in a brawl. Yeah, and at a street brawl, which is crazy. So, Sunday night. Did Sunday night just come? We were on our way to Leeds to see Chris Rock at the Leeds Arena, which is it's funny that we went on the train, didn't we? But it's a bit of a busman's holiday, really. Yes, <laughs> I mean, because he was in Manchester, uh, which is where we both live, mm-hmm. uh, last week, but I think we were both gigging. So we couldn't go watch Chris Rock, who's my favourite comedian. So we're like, what, where is he nearby? And he was in Leeds, so... And you know, he's now my favourite comedian. Exactly. I mean, he's crazy. He was I, out of control. Was the best. We both best. looked at each other at the end of the show and went, that is the best show it's so amazing. I've never seen him. You know, we did inspiring a few few weeks we ago. We did, didn't we? He inspired the hell out of me. We're going to have to record episode one. Exactly. Know? We have to be like, I'm sorry. I, I have to apologise, Mr. Inspiring, uh, yeah. and Guterman, and Mr. <laughs> Aspiring. Uh, I've forgotten the other person who inspired me. See, because he's been knocked out. Yeah. Knocked totally. out. It is. Yeah, by Chris Rock. Um, but anyway, so that was astonishing. That was astonishing. So that was why we were on pilgrimage. And so we came out of the train station, and we walked up the road. So towards the arena, you go up a, uh, the, the main road, uh, over the main road called the Head Road, and then just outside of McDonald's, a um, a group of teenagers, uh, a, a group of ne'er do wells, uh, walked past us. Also, you know, I've heard ever since I came to the UK. Yeah, I've heard the term scally. Yes, people have used the term scally. I've never really known what they meant. Yeah, and what? Yeah. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, exactly. It was one of those where, like, because it is a pejorative term. I don't mm. really like using it, but in some. It's when it's when I think it's not. I don't think there's anything as a, a singular scally. I think there's almost like it's a what you have a sort of scally collection. It's like a murder of crows, <laughs> murder of crows, <laughs> a scally of teenagers. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they did. We had this, and then they were looking for trouble, weren't they? You they just, were looking they were just for trouble on the hunt, looking for trouble, and they walked past us, and it was dark at night, and then one of them reached into Deliso's coat pocket. Whoop! And I saw him whip something out. Exactly. And, and we weren't. And, and and I think you felt it, didn't you? And you were yeah. like, whoa. And, and I was I've never. You know. Also, have you ever been pickpocketed before? No, never. I've never been pickpocketed before because I've had. Um, I've been in a car and a hand reached in. This was yeah. in Somalia yeah. and grabbed a bag. Whoa! And ran off. And I distinctly remember that. Um, and I've been. I've had my flat robbed. Yeah. But they, there's something personal about pickpocket. It's in your space. They literally they touch you. They, they, they touch you, yeah. You know? 
And you know, yeah, exactly. That's like what the one thing you have autonomy over what you think you have autonomy over. and he, he reached in and he whipped something out and and uh, and i, and I also on. remember he had a big smile on his face now what it turned out to be right i thought it was your wallet but it right, actually turned out to be a copy of the week that's right. the worst thing about it imagine <laughs> we'd gone into a massive brawl end up hospitalized yeah. because of a weekly newspaper, like, a, like it's a magazine yeah. <laughs> that's two pounds. So, now, of course, the kid thought it was something more valuable. Yeah, but the, and the funny thing goes, I was thinking about this because I I went for him, didn't I? Yes. I, I went. Give, I said, "Come here, you." Look. I can't remember what I said, but I went, "Come here, give give that back." And because I, I saw him take it, and I went to reach, and he pulled his hand away where because I was going to grab whatever was in his hand. It was a magazine. And then he kind of like... And you started back. yelling him. I said, give that back right now. And then, interesting, did you see? There was another guy, yeah, his friend, who's like a tall uh, black lad. And yes. he came to... And he kind of sort of pushed me from the side. And so I faced him. But this was where it got crazy, right? This is where it got crazy. The, the lad that had taken the magazine off Deliso... I had my back to him, and I was kind of like, you know, this. You were yelling at him. He was yelling at you, and he he was being threatening. He was like, he ran, he he ran at my legs. Did you see him? He ran. Okay, but that was afterwards because I was watching it. Oh, was it? Oh, interesting. Oh, it's good that we've not actually talked about this. I was like a sports commentator. You tell me what happened. I've got to say, actually, uh, uh, poor poor Tony was left alone. (laughs) 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 I'd like to say I've got your back, but I was on the side saying, leave it. Leave it, just leave it. It wasn't worth it. Just leave it. I didn't go straight into the tussle. I was trying to control the situation. Wow. Also, they're little kids. I was like, I can't fight kids. I've been on prison. got talent. <laughs> it's going to be like, he's turned against the kids. He's smacking kids now. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that. But it was just ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. So I was yelling at this kid. So first you were trying, you were scolding him. You're saying you, you took that, you stole that. So How dare you? that back. Yeah. And he was saying, essentially, you want some, you want to fuck. He was trying okay. to threaten yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little kid. Yeah. And then he swung at you. Yeah, no, he he actually got me in the yeah, jaw. So he, he punched you. Punched me. Okay, and then like you pushed him, and went, and that back, was yeah. when all his mates started came coming in. in. And, and one, one of them, came, the one the guy who tried to tackle you was the initial guy. Yeah, because his mate came from one side, and I was trying to hold back one of his mates. One of his he had some pacifist mate who was trying to was hold back one of them. Yeah. Because they, they weren't just... all equally trying to get make yeah roll. yeah yeah one of them was trying to control it and then when you turned and were dealing with one of them then the little guy the, who's who's the I say little because the guy who initiated this he was tiny he was, he was only like, like so what this is probably yeah so okay. 14, 15, but he was the sort of he was short he was yeah. short whereas his friend his, was tall his friend was tall exactly and so he from behind <laughs> then the, the initial guy. Mm. Runs and tries to tackle you. Yeah, rugby tackle me. Rugby tackle you. But he's only little, so he banged into my leg. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just basically sort of bounced off. But it's so good he didn't take you down because it would have spiraled out of control. Because if you're on the floor... If I don't thought they would have all come in, started kicking me, punching me, the whole whole nine yards, right? And then, and then, and so then I kind of stood. And then it was all that, you know, pushing me, pushing me, going, come on then, come on then. And then it just ended very quickly because I just went, no, I'm not going to fight you. And then we turned around and we walked away. And they did all that, like, you know, as we were walking up, come on, and they yeah. were trying to taunt us to come back and fight. Exactly. And I've been reflecting on this, and I'm going, well, one, I'm glad, you know, we just walked away. I we just walked, walked away. away. It was hard it was to, the though, only because thing. 
as we're walking away, one of them's trying to follow us. Follow us. There's a lot of abuse, a lot of yeah, verbal yeah, abuse. Yeah. And you can see how if you if you're some I mean they're comedians who I could you imagine you oh, were Jeff Innocent my or something like that? It would have been over. It, I, this little kid I, was I, lucky I, it was you because yeah. the interesting thing is the way you were yelling at him wasn't like a brawler. It was like a parent. Yeah, I did. I said, listen, young man. I was like, I have a son, right? He'll, always, he'll be your age sometime. I'm not going to fight you. I'm a dad. I'm not, I'm not going to start exactly. punching. And he was like, come on. And it was just ridiculous. It got also, ridiculous. what's in his brain that he wants to fight an adult? An adult. Because even if he's a scrapper, even if he's like mini oh, Bruce goodness. Lee, yeah. his punch, right, it hurts. But your punch would knock him out. And well, exactly. Bang. I could break his nose. And which I thought was interesting. Because in the end, the whole ridiculousness of this situation, all of this was over a weekly magazine. You'd already read, right? So I could have... Had I really gone for him and done... I had a primal urge to punch him in the face. Did. Of course And did. had I done... I might have, like, you know, for, all for the sake of the week, I might have got a year in and then the role. Be in the week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Comedian batters teenagers <laughs> on the streets of these. So I was like, so yeah, or I, I would have got like, you know, they we would have piled on me and I would have got battered. But either way, violence would have just not sorted anything. It would have just been bad. Someone also, would have listeners, hurt. just a little backstory for what you don't realise. Tony Vino is my Friend who is a pacifist. I am a legitimate <laughs> pacifist. An pacifist. If you go back in our previous episodes mm-hmm. when we're talking about people we admire, his the he admired most of all a Franciscan monk. Saint Francis Saint of Assisi Francis of himself, man. Is it... I am a total pacifist. Like I, for ten years now, I've been I've been tracking with the whole idea of non-violence. You know? We've even had Not conversations just... where I talked about. Um, this is how extremist a pacifist mm. you are because we, uh, I was, I brought up that always comes up in internet discussion. I was like, well, what about the Second World War, huh? Yeah. How could you be a pacifist in the face of Hitler? And Tony was like, you could, you could, you. It's it, it's not that that nonviolence has been you know tried and tested as an answer to global conflict. It's just never tried. It's boom. Let's let's press. I mean, even to that. We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. But I'm just saying, this is how insane this is. And so this moment... But then in the moment, we find out that actually your subconscious (laughs) is violent. And I think that's the interesting thing, that, yeah, that actually violence is in all of us. So I I commit to a path of non-violence, but it was amazing how as soon as he'd taken that thing off you, and I turned around and went, give that back, and I, and I shouted at him, and then they were all coming at me. I was ready to start swinging, and, and it was only my programming, my don't hit, you know, there are, there's a better way, but it took every inch of every, every you know, iota of kind of self-discipline not to start, because he punched start. me. He yeah, went for me in the face, and I was going to... very hard not to punch I was back. Gonna, Actually, oh, that was your pacifism. I was going to... I'm actually amazed you didn't punch him back. It was close, really man. Hard. That was it. But I suppose that's it. It's, it's the question of what, what you do what you do, and you believe and you read and you commit to in the... Just the, the, the downtimes comes out. It's in the extreme moments. That's where it's yes. tested, isn't it? Yes, that's true. You know? Because I think we all have a... Uh, we have our ideals. Yeah. And then we have uh, the things we do in the moment. Totally, so, like you know, and also as a not pastor or a certain someone committed to non-violence, right? I've had to be reprogrammed as well. 
when I was his age, when I was a teenager, oh my god, right, because I used to do martial arts, I was like into tech, I was yeah. doing all sort of um, competitions, fight clubs, and I loved action movies. I was fed a diet, like Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Seagal, yeah. well, they were my heroes, man. And it was the same story over and over again. So it's like the myth of redemptive violence. What happened is, the bad guys were always bad. Of course they they're terrible. And the good guy was always good, but slightly flawed. And then the good guy would stop the bad guy from beating up or doing some whatever bad thing they were going to do. And then the, bad, the good guy would get beaten up within an inch of his life and then overcome it. The and end. then overcome. Oh, so you oh. see, if they'd, if they'd got you and started kicking you, that would have been that would have been <laughs> That would have been my end of level boss. <laughs> <laughs> I would have heard the music. It's like the, the blood spill. come up and then you'd swing up yeah, and do slow a motion. roundhouse kick. <laughs> This is it, man. I was waiting for my last scene. I was but like, the only is... thing is, in those movies, the ethnic friend always dies. Yeah. So you would have got up after I've been stabbed yeah. and I'm falling to the floor, and then suddenly Vino rises. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, within that, the message in that is that it's very black and white. Those movies was always that. That violence would solve the problem. Exactly. Always. It is. Like, you know, actually, violence is the problem. Yes. That's the thing. It is the problem. It's yeah. in us. The thing is, we try and project, say, that person's violent, and that's in the films. And it's like, these films are basically American foreign policy set to music. Yes. Also, yeah. violence is fun because what's very interesting is I went to boarding schools mm-hmm. all my life. So when I was in primary school, I was bullied and it was a terrible experience. But when I got to secondary school, I started to fight back, and it was great fun. And not great school. fun, but it used to feel good when yeah. you, you know, sometimes you In lose, the moment, but, yeah. but when you're being bullied and you punch the guy, I still remember this time. And it's amazing that this is one of these formative things in my life, but when I actually think back of it, it's a horrible moment. But I had a child who used to bully me. He used to bully oh, me man. all the time. He was one of the older kids. Yeah. And one day I had enough. And so I was like three years below this guy, and the... I ran onto the, the hockey pitch. And you know, at each corner of the, the pitch, there's a, wood, there's a wooden stake yeah. which marks the edges. Yeah. I grabbed one of the wooden stakes and I ran and I speared this kid right Whoa! into the torso. Right? You speared him, like as in, like. Yeah, I whacked <laughs> him with it like, like a spear. Now, of course, it's blunt. It's, yeah, so well, I you made a kebab out of I, him. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I remember he, he went over, of course, and the teacher came because he was in front of the teacher. This is how much I'd had enough. Wow. So the teacher came, got us because obviously now he was trying to swing at me and made us go both go to detention, right? But I still remember the teacher. On the way out, made me stand and look in a corner. But on my way out, the teacher said, well done. Whoa, my Because he had seen the guy Bull- making my, bullying me yeah. for ages. See? And it's interesting because I know it's very difficult in boys' schools for teachers to intercede unless it's gone to a certain point. A certain level, yeah. And so he was like, yeah. Because well, that, that guy... As much as you say, well, it doesn't work, he never bothered me again. just wasn't worth Don't it. Go. The little kid's crazy. <laughs> the little kid's going to come at you with a wooden stick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, exactly what would a... And maybe you have to go through that. And that's why, you know, we have to go through that, yeah. that kind also of... Also, your children. The world yeah. children. You see, so it's actually that was fine that. because I was probably 10. And, you're not and really a 10-year-old spearing someone, that's not permanent damage. Right no. now... 
you spear someone there, that's then it. It's it's an episode of 300, it, you know? isn't it? So yeah. it's, it's a different thing. Yeah, that's it. And it, so it, it's an interesting one, the whole thing about violence as, as an answer. You know, you think about this teenager. He's in this stage where him and his mates go into the centre of town and they, they are deliberately trying to erupt violence. Because it's, it's yeah. like I said, tapping into that thing that you had... It was exciting, you know. Yeah, you could see him. Also, they loved it. They, they wanted they loved a scrap. It. When he pickpocketed, it's like you're showing off for your mates. He, that's like, it. Hey. He was smiling, and it becomes this weird kind of inverse moral code. Like that. he was like this, became this hero amongst his troop yeah. because he was doing something wrong, you know. And it was interesting. All these mates were gonna then back him up, even though he was in the wrong. I was saying, look, give that back. You're in the wrong, and they were like, no. Now that I've challenged him, they were all going to get They're me. They were all going to get you. They didn't because care what the situation was. It was like, you are now the enemy, and yeah. they unify. Yeah, which is it's totally interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is fascinating. So, now, interesting. I was going to do, like, you know, we look at a person in history yes. that represents the most violent person in history. Right? This is, I'm actually going to go for someone called Hammurabi. Right? Hammurabi, I know Hammurabi. Yeah, Hammurabi, yeah. right? Yeah. Who is the first great Babylonian... Um, king, right? So the king of Babylon, right? And he was the one that created the Hammurabi laws. So you know the Babylonian Empire was the one that um, preceded, really set in place how empires were modelled, you know, went then to like, you know, you had the Persian Empire, the yes. Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Seleucids, all those kind of ones. So Hammurabi was the first one to um, set in place laws, right? So he's famous for putting in the Hammurabi yeah. laws in uh, Arcadian. So you have Babylon, the Arcadian uh, area. This is modern day Ran, all around there, and he set these laws out, which all basically laid out punishment and for like crimes. And you read them, and they're a bit. It's all a bit like bleak, you know. Someone steals that, and if it's if he's a free man, then uh, he has to pay this amount. If he's not got the money, he's put to death. He's put to death. <laughs> <laughs> so everything was put to death. You're like even one that he said, if if someone uh, puts a hole in someone else's wall. And they can't pay, then put them to death, and then uh, pull them through the wall. It was weird ones like that, but oh basically, it was all this. It was very, very. But it was the idea of also it kind of uh, limited violence. You know, if someone takes your eye out, uh, take their eye. If they knock, out, if someone knocks out your tooth, and if it's a free man, you can knock their tooth out. If it's like um, if a slave does it, put him to death. Yeah, yeah so it's like that. Yeah. So the thing is, what got me thinking about why he's the most violent person in history, or for me, for me, he epitomizes violence, is the idea that. I noticed in this incident, you know, violence is in me and I had to hold it back because I wanted yes. to punch the yes. lights out of this kid, but I decided not to. And violence was in, not just in this kid, but in this, this whole setup. But my, my firm belief with the whole idea of non-violence is that it's not, it's in us, yes. And, and it's not, and, and you know, that, not having that whole kind of just, well, we have uh, good guys, bad guys, violent people, non-violent people, but really it's in structures more than anything. You know, violence is held yeah, within systems of oppression. Even that whole... Kind also, of, someone has done something wrong, you put them in a box, you lock it with totally. other people, and th- what's gonna, that going to do? It's totally. going to create violence. Totally. And you know, and you think about this kid, you know, the, 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 there is a sort of certain systemic violence that, you know, where, where's he come from? What's his kind of setup that, you know, that has brought him to this point? You know, who knows what's going on with his parents and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And and you know and the, you know there is violence that you know keeps people in. 
this kind of worldwide violence that keeps people in destitution and, and oppressed, but and, and there's violence to animal kind and the environment, etc., etc. Now, it was the Babylonian Empire first set this in place because, now this is really interesting, right? Their creation myth had the idea that violence was in, was in, was in the world, right? So, right, yes. they, had, they had this, um, the main god was called Marduk, right? In the yes, pantheon right. of gods. And the way the world was created in the creation myth of, of Babylon, you know, Babylonian and Sumerian around that. But and this is what Hammurabi, he was the one that chose Marduk to be the chief chief god. Uh, was that Marduk killed his mum, right? Tiamat, right? And Tiamat was this uh, three headed um, dragon beast, right? Yes. And she had the the first pantheon of uh, gods. She she birthed them, and Marduk was the lead one. But then he killed his mum, and then out of the body, out of the cadaver of the uh, dragon, the world was created. That's how that was the Babylonian creation myth. Right? May I say that uh, that's quite a little bit more of a story than uh, Adam and Eve Adam. In, a, <laughs> in a garden and the yeah. serpent. Totally. They've got cadavers, cadavers and they've got it's bloody and all that. Wow. And that and that's the interesting. Yeah, and and. And at the same time, the ancient Near East, you had, you know, uh, at this time, the Abrahamic creation myth, right? right. This is all, and, and which was it set in, in, in kind of opposition to it. So, you know, Abraham and the, 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 you know, the Judeo-Christian uh, worldview was that God created the world and it was good, right? Yes. And it was peaceful. Yes. And at the centre of the earth, uh, you know, the, it was a place of peace and God was good. But, and then you had the Babylonian Empire that said, basically, the world is violent. It's created out of violence. And therefore, in order to be safe, you have to quell violence through violence. So it's that idea. And that happened. And, and so all the Babylonian kings and then on from there, the emperors of Persia and, and Asia Minor, etc., all believed that you need empire, you need to be violent to quell other kingdoms, because if you don't, they'll get you. And it's the, you know, the idea of like Pax Romana, you know, the peace of well, Rome. We still live that way, though. Yes, exactly. And that is the problem with empire. It basically says, you know, we're going to have peace, but a peace at the end of a sword, at the end of a gun, end of, right. you know, oppression. And that has always been there, you see. It has, it has. No, but there's part of me where I, I look at it as, part of it's how the world is, mm. right? If I have stuff, right? Yeah. If I have all the food in my room and you don't have any food, you're going to come get the food. Well, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. And if we live in a society where there is no ownership or something like that, maybe there won't be violence. But if it's my food and you don't have food, you are coming to get it. And who's going to stop you? Either I need to have a big stick or the government needs to have a big stick and say, it's his, you can't go in. Yeah, so interesting that whole idea of ownership, property ownership. That's one part of the almost like we carve up the world into this yes. is mine, that's yours. Oh no, that creates the. Oh no, that's that creates behind, the, the. Oh no, no ownership. They, I don't know, like you know, like the sand bushman. And if you look at these mm-hmm. societies where there's no, um, there's no ownership, yeah. then there's zero value. Well, there's nothing to there's nothing to to yeah. to protect. It's once you have property, this is mine, that's yours. That's right. uh, you create. Um, uh, economies, you need the poor to have the rich, you need the rich to have the poor, you know, and, and that, and it, it's, it's out of that context. But interesting, if you think about, like, so the idea of like the, the Jewish creation myth of, you know, God creating the world and it being peaceful, 
there was. It tastes good. It doesn't taste peaceful. He said it was good. Well, the, yes. He said it was good. There was the word shalom, which meant whole and okay. peaceful and all that. Because there's but, a yeah. lot of violence in that Old Testament. There's a whole lot of violence. Exactly. But then that's them oh, wrestling. Oh, but that's after original sin. Yeah. Yes. And that's them wrestling with the whole kind of um, concepts of it. And and say within like the uh, the creation of the the. the uh, you know, the nation of Israel, it's such, you know, like the Jewish state in its early days, they had a thing called like Jubilee. So it was every 40, was it every 40 years? I think, I can't, I think it was every seven years. All debt was wiped out. So if you owe someone... They need to bring that back. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I need to tell Barclays about this. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're like, there's no debt. So anyone yeah. that owes anyone else a debt, it's just wiped out because... Um, be, otherwise, if you I just would order, for I would borrow a hell of a lot. If you're <laughs> get a, six, get a credit if you're card. six, yeah. I would go nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? No, though? but that's good. It makes sense. You know who my most violent person in history was? Vlad the Impaler. Oh Taylor. my goodness. Vlad the fact they put the Impaler in his name. <laughs> Let's you know. And what's the crazy thing is this Vadim Pelek, who is, of course, the inspiration for Dracula. Yes. Right? You know Dracula. you're a badass <laughs> if the person who you inspire is in movies and books for the next 50 Man. years, a whole thing. And the most bizarre thing about it, it was all in the name of religion. It's crazy. Right? He was a crusader. And so... Was he? Yes. He was a Christian. So he went out to the yeah. Holy Land. And he was fighting the Turks. Wow. Right? The Turkish. And he would just, after, during the battle, he would put them all on pikes. I've heard this. What he'd do, he'd put them on, the, he'd have um, uh, spears, and yeah. he'd, he'd, call the, he'd put her on the end, and they'd slowly sort of sink down the shaft. And it got wider as it went lower. So that eventually they just. And he was. It's a slow, painful death. Totally. Insane. He's t- a completely. But lunatic. because he was our gang, right? He was celebrating. You want the hero. insane guy on your side. You want the insane you? guy <laughs> on your side. And it was just yeah. absolutely absurd. But he's also one where it's hard to know the line between what actually happened and what's myth. Yeah. Because he's, of course, he encouraged all these myths. Oh, he drinks blood. Oh, his, his wife bathes in the blood and yeah. things like that. And so. It's the same way like in, in uh, Uganda. Yeah. There are all these stories running around about Idi Amin that he used to eat people. Yeah. And things like that. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Well, I don't know. Totally. You think but about... that... Yeah. That was a lot like... of these people, they like... You'd think you'd want to crush that. But a lot of people, they uh, especially dictators and these people, they like that people... These well, yeah, stories like, yeah. encourage fear of them. Yeah, because it, it's useful because it makes your enemy fear you. But also... Psychopaths are inherently narcissistic as yes. well, so they love they, to they want people, stories. They want themselves. people to they want people to know who they are. Yeah, um, it's also you know it's the craziest thing. This is totally a side thing, but you know these serial killers. Yeah, who get caught because they start sending messages to the police. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of like you know like Son of Sam and all that. They and use little like, clues and, and stuff like that. And you hear these FBI people say, "Oh, we never would have found him." No way. But he started sending us messages. And that was, yeah. And it's just they they want people to know. They do. They want they, you know they want to create a level of, of infamy. And it is and it's not but it does it also helps. Like so it's interesting like you skew, spearing, you know, uh your the bully three years older as a as a 10-year-old. People go 
don't go near Deliso. He's a yeah. bit, he's a bit yeah. unhinged, and <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know that's Hammurabi. All it's the, Hammurabi. Yeah. <laughs> it's it Vlad was. the Impaler. Well, you were you were Deliso the Impaler and at I actually, ten I years old, to, and then after that, I used to fight quite a bit. Well, not a lot, but wow. I mean, I would fight. And it's really funny. There was this kid, Tom Ho, Tom Howe, I still remember, and we had a battle when we were yeah. like eleven. Yeah, and then we had another one when we were fifteen. Oh my goodness. Right. And now, you know, I'm a comedian. I'm very aware of the rule of three. So we've not had the third one. <laughs> so well, he's here right now. I'm, Come I'm, on in, buddy. I'm always looking around. He added me on Facebook and I was like, oh no, Uh-oh. he's out for number three. <laughs> and you're pretty easy to track. Exactly. <laughs> I'll be at there. a gig and suddenly he's going to show up saying, I'm back, baby. Let's do this. Boof. <laughs> but he, what, did you ever find the thing but with violence? Now, Coming back to the story of our teenagers that yeah. kicked off, and violence never actually, it always destroys and never creates. And oh, I also forgot to mention, you know the way our format usually is, mm. is we'll say the most blank person in history, yeah. and then the most blank person we've met. And the most blank person in history was, of course, the two we mentioned. Yeah, Hammurabi and Hammurabi. And, and then my most violent person I've met now is Tony. Tony <laughs> <laughs> I watched this man almost Ooh. destroy a little kid. A, ga- <laughs> not just one, a gang of them, man. A gang of them. And he was not saved. It was actually like a movie. It's amazing. In how... that you know, you always look, no one can deal with four people coming at them at the same time. Tony was doing it. There was a guy coming from behind, guy coming from the front. Boom, boom, boom. And I was just there, like, losing control of the situation. Saying, how do you, what's going on? <laughs> It's still somewhere back in my, you know, I used to watch all the martial arts movies and all that. Like Bruce Lee, you know, the famous scene where he's got like 40 guys around him. The reality is, right, violence, it's really messy. It's really ugly. And it's never like, so I had like these teenagers all scrapping at me and all this. And it was just, it was a real mess. <laughs> it's a mess. It's such a mess, isn't it? Like, no choreography. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. You'd have, yeah, that's it. You'd have a theatre, like, oh, let's start again, right? You all need to just line, get in. But it, and it all happens so quick as well. Very quick. All done and dusted within night. Yeah, yeah. 30, less than a minute. Boom. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to, like, with my little boy, I'm trying to kind of wean him off. You know, he's, he's well into wanting to watch, like, you know, Lego Ninja and all the kind of early action stuff. But it's all the same story. This idea that violence is is, is choreographed, it's beautiful, and it, and it and it it provides a solution. But like like all the Van Damme movies, the, all the Seagal movies as well. What you find is that the the fighter never never gets hurt, never winces. Even if they get stabbed, they're never like. Oh no! I'll tell you what's interesting. Going. So Steven Seagal never gets hurt. Never. Van Damme gets hurt and then comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's an ego thing. Seagal would be like, no, no one's going to punch me. No. <laughs> and it's the hero never like winces. The only time that he shows pain is when afterwards there's a pretty girl sort of swabbing the wound with some cotton ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, he's like, oh. oh. <laughs> and so, you know, if you're going to take down a, an action hero, use, use cotton wool. Because <laughs> like... Very much so. Either way. It's interesting, though, because you're trying to wean off uh, Jojo, but at the same time, I go to watch movies with you, massively violent. Well, it's there, isn't it? Yeah, it's there. I mean... And, it's and, entertaining. And it's entertaining. Very Why entertaining. do we love it? Why do we love it so much? Why do we love violence? Like, you look at Spartacus, you know? No. The, the, it's, it's just... Well, I think this is the actual it's thing. It's almost... Is storytelling is conflict. 
right? Mm. It can, it's either conflict between people, like a married couple who hate each other, or it's a conflict between man against society, yeah. or it's man against man. And violence is the most extreme version, the most extreme visual version of that. Yeah. And you know the ancient Greeks, the, the, who a lot of our theater comes from? Yeah. The way they used to look at theater is it's like a sacrifice. Essentially, you watch this this dramatic... Yes, you watch the drama. You watch the yes. drama. You watch this um, violence in front of you. Yeah. And it leads you through a catharsis. Yes. So without being... Going through it, you go through the emotions. It's like an emotional bloodletting, saying the exactly. violence is in you, and then watch this. And this was the, um, they did this in the ancient Babylonia, this, you know, Hammurabi and all the rest of it. They'd have this every year. They'd have a, like a, um, their version of almost like a passion play where, where the king would get ritually beaten and then would overcome yeah. and he'd fight back and then win. And it was this idea that, and it is interesting that, isn't it, that idea of art being. It recognises... It's in us, isn't it? Violence is in us. It is. And actually, and it, I think this is an interesting thing. When you watch it without being in it... Yeah. Right? Now, this is not... I, I, I may be saying things a bit too highfalutin for an example of like a Van Damme movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, I'm just saying, when you watch it, I think it allows you to experience these emotions. And you can actually get... You can go on a, a positive journey. Can you? Yes, Do you, you think can. he's actually Because I think, let's put it this way. When you watch somebody struggle and triumph, yeah, right, it's a kind of metaphor for the struggle we all go through in our life. And I think that's why we enjoy it so much. So even though it just might be Neo in the Matrix beating... 50 people and getting <laughs> through there. Yeah. Why do we enjoy it so much? I, it's this thing. It's He was the underdog and he beat all these people. Yeah. And all of us are underdogs yeah. in our life. Oh, so interesting. So the idea is it's in us, and but then we choose who we fight as well. Yeah. Rather than fight each other, rather than be violent to other people, you almost... If you make it almost like a metaphorical struggle yes. to, to fight your own vice. What is it? Um, Benjamin Frank said, every year you should commit... To go to war with your own vices. Oh, you know the word yeah. the word jihad is massively Struggle, is massively it? misunderstood yeah. because it's a holy war and the only holy war is the one you fight with yourself. That's the actual phrase before it got you know perverted. Kaboom! Yeah, kaboom! And on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace out, see and uh, if you get into any scraps, walk away and. When the mic goes off, we got a fish fight! <laughs> Thanks for listening to Firing Blanks with Bailey Sochamp under and Tony Vino.